0: On this episode I'm speaking to my good pal Dan, the founder of the essential and long-running Paint All The Minis podcast and we actually agreed to publish this conversation on both podcast feeds so we'll get thousands of downloads over there and one download over here as you literally are the only listener. We've got a lot of ground to cover in this conversation about seasonal hobbying, the necessity of passion, the content tightrope and a whole lot more. So let's get straight into it. Welcome to the show, Dan.
1: How's it going, mate? You all right?
0: Yeah, good, good. I haven't heard your voice for a while. Peter, it's Peter that's been standing in, so he's got a lovely voice, um, much lovelier than yours, I must say. Yes, uh, we'll let's we'll leave that be.
1: Yeah, he speaks more of the Queen's English, right?
0: Yeah, i he could um, he could read the phone book and it would sound good. <laughs> so, um, but no, it's it's good to be catching up with you again. Like we've done, we've done a couple episodes in the past, haven't we? We've done fairly esoteric deep dives into aspect of the hobby I think was it was it that high bro <laughs> yeah we've kind of like mused upon different
1: things at different times and you wanted to kind of get on and chat but I think before we mention anything you've got to mention the, the new addition to your family right let's talk about that real briefly if you don't mind
0: yeah, of course. So aye, that ties into to the episode today. Um, but yeah, so my, my wife had a a, a little girl a um, couple of weeks ago now. So my wife and I became parents for the first time. And that got me to thinking about how much things change in your own life and the free time that you had, the hobby time that you had, That that's all changed. Um, at the moment, I just can't see how people manage it, but I know people do. Like loads of the loads of people in the hobby are, are um, parents, so it's obviously mm. manageable. Um, I know you yourself are Dan, a father to two young girls, so I'm hoping to pick your brains and maybe get some tips about when uh, when I might be able to get back to it. Um, which yeah, I- for sure. Uh, I so that that I think that's a good place to start. Like, t- tell me a bit about the like when, when your girls were born. Were you? Were you in the hobby at that point or did that? Yeah, 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 no, no,
1: no, yeah, I was, yeah. I actually found that once, once, um, like with newborns, I actually found that I had a little bit more hobby time, actually. I kind of expected in preparation to kind of set it all aside and be like, right, okay, you know, put this away and put my hobbies away and just be completely focused. Uh, But I actually found that um, with um, basically just food, change nappies (laughs) sleep that kind of routine I actually found that actually got not not prolonged time in terms of like you know four hours or three hours or whatever but I just found that I had a lot more like little 20 minutes little little half an hour here and there that I could just kind of get in and especially after you know like my wife would feed she breastfed both the kids and it was like as soon as she'd finished the feed and burped them and that and and changed the nappies or whatever I changed the nappies and, and the kid went to sleep it was like That was like golden hobby time. They put like the rocker next to my hobby desk. I actually found that initially I I got a lot more. I got a lot more hobby time, which was good. So have you found that you've like, your hobby time has completely vanished?
0: At the moment, yeah, at the moment. Um, And I think part of that reason was that I never really had regular time. And that's something I kind of want to dig into on this episode too, is just like this idea of um, regular versus irregular hobby time because... Um, I mentioned this previously, but, you know, like in the the world, like I do some writing and stuff like that, and in the world of how to write and stuff, it's always advised that you need to just, you need to do some writing every single day. And I've heard even like um, painters and stuff like that recommend this too. Like no matter what you do, just sit down at your painting table, get 10 minutes done a day. And I often wonder, like, is that necessarily the case? Like it's, it's maybe good advice for somebody who wants to, be what or professional. I think, I
1: think. I think you just. I think you just need to stop at. It's good advice for somebody, right? Mm. That that's it. it. It really, it really is that simple. And and as I kind of like, you know, you sent me through a few kind of headings and things to talk about. And we just kind of chatted it initially. It's like it's that idea that there's no there's no set way of doing it apart from your way, and your way is the only thing that works for you, and that that's that's the thing. And it's great to seek advice, and it's great to listen to people that got advice and things like that. But I think ultimately, it's it's about. It's about setting the parameters for yourself, and also constantly reviewing them. If that kind of makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of people, in my opinion, that even though they haven't got children, the 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 use the hobby or not doing the hobby in a negative way. It's like, ah, oh, I should be painting or oh, I should be playing. Or, oh, yeah, three months have gone by and I've not played a game, and you know, but I've still been buying the same amount. It's like, I think a lot of us build up a little bit of pressure or a little bit of anxiety a little bit of stress on ourselves about what we're maybe we should or shouldn't be doing with within the hobby if that kind of makes sense mm. and I think where especially when you've got a new addition but you, you know you, you say about you know keeping it as broad as possible we're, we're talking about you know having a kid and how maybe people that have children young children could continue to the hobby but it could be anything you could have a new puppy or you could have a new job or you know you could have a new partner it's like there's it's just a change in your life that's occurred right like something is different within your normal daily routine
0: mm-hmm.
1: and no matter what that it is it could be a sickness it could be a new job it could be you ch- moving city whatever it is it's you've got to, you've got to find time to do it if you want to mm-hmm. and i'm a bit i'm a big advocate and i end up packing pe- a few people off when i say this it's like if you wanted to do it enough you'd, you'd find time for it like yeah you you would even if that was just ten minutes, right? I think of some of the things I spend ten minutes in a day doing, right? And I'm pretty sure I could sacrifice that. I mean, I wake up in the morning. I probably spend five minutes scratching my balls before I get in the shower. Like you know what I mean? So <laughs> if, I, if I if I take that scratch of my nutsack down to two minutes from from five, I've got three minutes there. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's a big old scratch <laughs> that. <laughs> Well, you know, you kind of wake up, you are be like, oh, what day is it? What am they going to do? So kind of linking it to, to the original thing about like, how do you fit it in? And, and who do you listen to? You know, people say, oh, I do 10 minutes a day. Like, if that's if that's what works for you, do that. If saving it all up and doing an hour and a half on a Sunday works, like, do that. The key is, is that if you, if you want to do it enough, I'm a big advocate and big believer in, and it and and it's it's not an attack on anybody, but seriously, if you wanted to do it enough, and you want to do it enough, you you probably probably can. I can't think of many scenarios where you you just can't. Like, and as people say, yank yank got I ain't, oh, I ain't got time." It's like you, you probably you probably have. It's just you need to just be a little bit more efficient with your planning, but don't get me wrong there's, there's probably someone thinking listening and I literally have no time I, I, I don't have any time oh that no, that's fine because everyone's on an individual basis but I think the key is is not oh I, you know I can't do it anymore I think it's I need to learn how to do it differently does that kind of make sense
0: yeah definitely a couple of things to pick up on there so firstly yeah you're right you'll find 10 minutes although there's the argument that with context shifting and stuff like that to paint for 10 minutes you maybe need 20 um there's also the thing of okay if you could find that time does it need to be daily um and then there's also like if you take your finite amount of downtime per day you know me myself at the moment like you know i like to I like to do something active at least once a day. Um, That might be going for a walk. That might be just doing some weights, you know, going and playing football. So that's a chunk of downtime. Um, I'm sort of tentatively learning the guitar. There's a bit of a hobby there. So, you know, if that needs some time. So what I'm thinking is rather than trying to do these things every single day, is it, is it maybe better to take a seasonal approach where you're saying, you know, six months of the year in the winter? Yeah. You know, painting, gaming, brilliant. But, um, in the summer, I'm going to just like have a couple of months off. I know it's up to me. I'm just wondering if that's a common approach.
1: Um, I think it's, it's different people and different scenarios and different wants, isn't it? And I think, I think there's lots of different approaches. And and speaking to Ignatius a lot, who's been on the, on the show a few times, he's a big advocate if it feels good, do it. If it feels good, do it you know and and if you need to be structured in terms of seasonal approach i mean it, it makes it makes total sense to be more active in the summer because it's it's warmer the days are longer there's more daylight and it makes total sense to maybe do a lot more hobby in the winter cuz shitty weather uh you know pissing down with rain and it's more likely that you're going to be staying in so so yeah, it kind of that seasonal approach is something that that totally kind of makes sense. And you, you've mentioned there about some of the priorities that you got. You mentioned that you, you do to do something active. You mentioned that you kind of play in guitar or learn to play guitar. And um, I, I'm shocked, it's not the bag, bagpipes, but you know, at least you could have them. done But yeah, it's yeah, seasonal approach. And I think I think the thing is, is he's like just thinking it out a little bit and and planning it out a little bit and trying some different things and. Yeah, I I I think it I've probably the last year and a half, 2 years really got into like interval training like a lot. From kind of playing sports to more kind of doing interval training because it just it just it just makes so much more sense for me now. Like I used to really enjoy playing different sports, you know, ultimate frisbee, football, probably the, the main two. But when I actually kind of balanced up the kind of the value of that, it's like it's 45 minutes or half an hour to get there. Then you play for an hour and a half, two hours. And then people are often like, oh, do you want to come for a beer after it or whatever? And then even if you don't go for a beer, it's another half an hour and 45 minutes to come back. Those things kind of often start kind of late at, late at night, kind of like eight, eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. And then you get home and then I get a little bit of sport insomnia where it's like you can't get to sleep because, you know, you're, you're kind of pumped and you're you know adrenaline's running or whatever. And, and then you end up not getting sleep till like kind of 2 a.m. and then you're knackered for the next day. And it was kind of adding all of those things up and it was just like it's not it's just not worth it anymore. Like the effort that I need to put in for the positivity of that I get out is, 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 un, is unbalanced. Mm-hmm. So now started doing interval training. Why? Cause you know, I can, I get it's really high intensity, you get it done in 45 minutes to an hour. I can put it on whenever I want. Uh, I can put it on wherever I want. I could do it in my front room. I can do it, you know, somewhere else. I can do it outside. Uh, it doesn't rely on anyone else or anything else other than me just pressing play on my laptop. Uh, the costs are different. I don't have to travel anywhere. I don't need any specialist equipment. No one's going to kick up the ass and injure me by accident or on purpose, probably mostly on purpose. But you know what I mean? It's like it's like a redress and, and a balance of what what do I actually want out of this? Like, what is the intent? What is What is it that I'm looking to get out of it? And how can I make it the most efficient way to get out what I want from it? And I find, that, I find that I used to dither a lot. And going back to kind of the hobby about like, should you do it seasonally? Should you do it kind of like 10 minutes a day and things like that? I think, I think you've just got to make it, make it work for you. And, and what I found is, is that I would dither and dodder around because I was just like butthurt that I couldn't do what I wanted. So I was like, oh, I'm pissed. I can't do. I can't. Can't do my three-hour Sunday painting. I can't. I can't get on my paint hangout with my mates because, like, the you know kids crying in the background or whatever. You know, and, and that that used to like annoy me a little bit. But uh, I have started finding odd people quotable. I think it was. I think it's Jack Sparrow says like the problems, not the problem. Your problems. Your your reaction or your attitude to the problem. It's kind of like it's kind of like that, isn't it? It's like you identify a problem and like, it seems like you have. It's like, just feel like all oh, my hobby time has vanished of an, because of a new change in my life. And, and some people stop there. It's like, well, I can't do what I did before, so I'm not going to do anything, if that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, how I worked around it with this change is that I just tried to find whatever I could, wherever I could. So if there's a quick 20 minutes that I could kind of grab the kid off Charlotte and be like, right, okay, she's asleep now. So I'll put in a rocker, put some like, uh, you know, uh, lullaby music on and just grab a quick 20 minutes of painting. And it's a little bit like you, you kind of don't want to move. You don't want to breathe. <laughs> you don't want to make any noise because your hobby time's limited to the amount of time that the kid's asleep. So it's like, sometimes you get 10 minutes, so you might get an hour, you might get an hour. So it was just like a case of kind of rearranging things to kind of make it work for that individual setting i don't how how planned do you think you can be though like i i think that i'm not naturally super organized it's something i've had to learn and 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 sometimes i take a super organized approach and people are like no you what you doing just you know feels good do it you know be complete opposite just kind of be spontaneous like what what your thoughts because you're kind of going through this yourself and and you're obviously thinking about this because you wanted to chat about it so like what what are your thoughts on it? What do you think the way forward for you is or or for someone else that's had a change in their life and they need to maybe rebalance how and when they do the hobby?
0: Yeah, firstly, I, I think the brain, the human brain craves routine because it saves energy. So when you know exactly what's happening and when it's happening, that's, you know, your brain could put that like in the background and let it run, whereas if your days are all about, you know, what next and what's next and how can I do this and can I fit that in? that's actually mentally exhausting um, and can prevent you from doing a lot of the the sort of bigger picture thinking in your life as well. So I think that's why we crave routine. That's why I've always liked to have routines and known when I'm going to at least try and do stuff. Um, Even if the the routine is a bit shambolic, you know, the arrival of a new kid, I think it's better to at least try and have one rather than just say, okay, everything's (laughs) everything's chaos. Um, So I like the thought of just knowing when I'm going to be trying something like this, when I'm going to be doing it. And that's why I think, you know, giving yourself permission to say, right, for the next month, I'm not going to try and do any. Um, And then we're going to revisit it in, you know, September, October. Um, And I'm going to make a commitment then to maybe do like half an hour a night. But for now, you know, I'm going to try and go out and get some exercise instead because uh, you know catch the the last of the Scottish sunshine it's August so that's uh, pretty much in its death agonies just now um, when was the Scottish yeah.
1: sunshine last Tuesday last, Tuesday, was yeah, the Scottish last sun- Tuesday yeah that was it yeah we were, all, <laughs> we're all
0: naked naked on the hills you know kilts up and uh, a wicker man. exposing the buttocks to the old uh, sun so um, yeah it was a good good summer in Scotland last Tuesday yeah it's 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 an it's an interesting one and and kind
1: of like I think you do need uh, to use your term I think you do need to carve out some time and and that and that goes for anything like you know no matter if it's kind of like you know like saying new job new city new relationship new anything what what you what you can't do is you I I don't think you can deny yourself right I I think that's really really important I think you need to remain yourself it's a little bit like yeah just the simple probably the most simplest form i used to really wind me up um that when your mate got into a new romantic relationship you just never saw him again it'd be like you, you see him a lot he's always knocking around the pub you go to the football with him you know you hang out play some video games and then you got a new missus or whatever and you never fucking see him and it's like and then you'd be like, mate, you're gonna come to the pub? Like, nah, nah, nah. Staying in, staying in with the missus tonight, mate. Staying in with the missus. Like, mate, it's saddy. Just you know, just come down. You're not been, you're not seeing you for weeks. Just come down. You know, even just for an hour, just for a, a, an hour, for a, just just for a pint. Nah, nah, nah. Stopping him, mate. Stopping an him, mate. And then it was like you never saw him. And then it would end for some reason, probably because you're sick of him. That'll <laughs> be sick of. Her. And then and then you then he'd be all over you like a cheap suit again. And I, I, I always it always was a bit always a bit weird for that me. It was always a bit like why don't you just balance it out a little bit? I was always like, you know, not like treating me and keeping keen kind of thing, but it's always like, well, well, this is, this is me, right? And, and you're obviously attracted to me for the things I'm doing right now. So why would I want to stop doing all these things that are me or part of me just because this, this new relationship kind of thing? It's like, I still need to maintain being myself. And I think, I think there's, there's multiple areas to that. I think there's one of like, you as a standalone individual entity and yeah, you need to change and yeah, you need to adapt and you might need to like you kind know, of evolve uh, and bend, you know, in terms of any relationship that you're in work relationship, romantic relationship, friendship relationship, whatever it is. But I, I do very much believe that you do need to calm out, carve out some time for yourself. And I think that when I've, whenever I've forgotten that, it's when I've been at my worst. So that's, that's kind of one thing that I'd say, say to you is that, you know, if, if you are going for your walk, and you are playing your playing your bagpipes for half an hour, whatever it is. Like you, do, you do need to carve that time out for yourself. Like I remember being a little bit guilty at first when I was like, "I, I just, I need, I need to paint, Charlotte. Like, I need, I need to, I need to do it. I just need to do something that I love. I need to do something that's gonna." this is going to get me back into my old routine a little bit because so much has changed and I'm, I'm insecure about certain things and, you know, parenting isn't necessarily coming naturally to me. And I need to, I need that grounded. I need that basin. And, and, and that comes from not just having a kid. I think it comes from any, any setting. And, and even if it's only, even if it's only getting into that flow state, that's something that we talked about before. Even if it's only getting into that flow state for 20 minutes, I think it's like a, it's a big reset for you. It's a big mental break. You know, even if it's only a small thing, you know, I'm a big fan of napping too. I like having a little bit of a micro micro sleep, a little bit of a power snooze, 20 minutes. It kind of hits the reset button. So I think it's really, really important to carve out some time for yourself. And if it's a choice between going for a walk or doing some painting, that's a choice that you can make. And you might not necessarily need to be able to do both. But I do think it's really important to carve out that time for yourself. I think it's imperative.
0: Yeah, you've kind of partly answered my next question because I was going to devil's advocate and. Just say, well, how important really is is a hobby like this? Because somebody might come to me and say, you just became a new dad, and you want to go off in a wee dark room and and paint a tiny soldier. Um, that's mental, you know. You should be like you you're an adult now. You should be going and, and looking after <laughs> your kids. So you know how do you, how do you then come back and say, well, it's actually it's, it's quite important that I that I paint this Snotland uh, warrior.
1: Yeah, it's, it's. I think for me, it's about it's about being like just fucking efficient, efficient as fuck. I call it efficient as fuck. You've got to be, sorry, this is quite a blue one. You need to put this on there at the start saying it's like a few uh, FFs and Jeffs in here. But I think I was trying to be as efficient as fuck, right? So one of the things I like doing is I like following my football team. So when we lived in America, what I used to do is I used to, the football times was like the first, get the early game, like 12 o'clock kickoff in the UK was like 5 a.m. And then the preston game the three o'clock kickoff was you know kind of like you know 7am or whatever it was and um so what i used to do is i used to combine like parental duties with with what, doing something that i like to do so i would i would i would wake up early and then and take take amelia and just kind of look after her while charlotte had to lie in and that was an absolute treat because i got you know some bra- brownie points you know because i was i was taking care of the kid got to watch football, which was great. And it gave Charlotte a lion. So it was like just maximizing that. And I think, I think anyone that has a go at you for, for you standing the ground saying, I need, I need to be me, uh, you know, they need to maybe give their head a wobble, like, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. There's, there's, it's a balance. You know, if you're like off down the pub four hours every night, that you suggest that was, that was unreasonable. Right. But it's all about, Understanding that you are who you are and needing some time, in my opinion, is totally valid. And anyone that has a go at that or makes you feel bad for you needing to be you needs to needs to get the nose out. And I guess it kind of comes with communication communication with your partner that you might be with. And and like I said, we need to kind of blow this open to not just it's not just a new kid thing. It's, it's anything. It's anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like even you just I think you need to have time for yourself to choose what you are going to do with at least some of your time per day or a certain amount of time per week because because that's who you are that that's who you identify as it's like i love spending time with my wife i love spending time with my family i I, you know I, i like i love all those things i want to do it i don't want to get away from that it's not a case of running away but then equally i need i need a little bit of a breather from that too and I think I think it's really important that you kind of find to do that. And yeah, open communication is really important because there's times where Charlotte needs to she needs to be herself. She needs to go out and do her thing. She needs to step away. You know, there's there's a time where she just wanted to go to Starbucks and just have a coffee and read a chapter of a book. You know, and that's when it's like it's all, it's all give and take. There's times we'll be together. There's times where you want to be on your own. There's times when the other person will be on their own, and that, that's that's kind of part of part of life, right?
0: Yeah, it's the recharge, isn't it? So you you come back to your responsibilities more fresh, more enthusiastic, um, more energised, um, just by getting away and doing something for yourself, don't you?
1: Mm, I would say so. And but one of the things that you said is is you know, how how do how do you when your when your hobby time has vanished, when it has kind of dried up, like like what do you do? You you, you don't want to be like a petulant kid. And start getting grumpy and selfish and frustrated and have a little tantrum a certain modicum of of patience is important right you know what I mean it's like everything's give and take and you need to understand like i mean i'm I'm in a period of this with with podcasting you know, i'm i'm not I'm not podcasting and I haven't been since the turn of the year and, and that's been amazing I guess we'll talk about more about that a little bit later It's been amazing in many ways because it's given me more time to kind of do other things in terms of personal fulfillment i'm i'm really personally fulfilled with that but that was something that i did for the betterment of, of the family really you know we'd had a conversation me and the wife and had a conversation and she was like listen i'd like i'd like you to be around a little bit more and i'd like you to be to be present a little bit more and and it's don't get me wrong it's not all 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 her and i wasn't annoyed with that but I think sometimes you do have to be patient and will there be another time when I'll get more hobby time to myself yeah I think there will but it's not right now because there's just other priorities right now so I have said and I stand by it I think it is important that you do carve time out for yourself but sometimes you might not be able to and sometimes you need to be patient but I think you do still need to strive for that And, and even if it is only 10 minutes even if it's only one hour a week you know I think I think it is important to do that it's important to do that, and I think this idea of regular hobby time versus irregular hobby time, which you can kind of delve a little bit more into, is, is I guess I think' it's something you, need to, something you need to work out. It needs to be regularly irregular, I would probably say, as a parent. <laughs> if that makes sense. What do you,
0: What do you think about that to, flipping it on its head so like you might say, "I want to have 20 minutes a day." Um but that's just a number you've pulled out your head. So instead you could work backwards from like what does what does an ideal month look like to me? That might be, okay, I'm gonna paint I'm gonna paint uh, a blood pool team or a, a war band or a regiment and an army and I'm gonna get one game in a month. So you're kinda of, and, and then you think, Okay, well, how much time would it would I need to do that? And you work back from there? Um rather than yeah, just like
1: backwards like like backward backwards planning, I mean I do, I do that I do that every single day in my job, backwards planning, I think right, what do I need to have completed by this date? And then I think, right, okay, by this date, I need this, what do I need to complete? what's the outcomes I need to have completed? what's the product that needs to be completed, and then you start dividing it between those things, right I think, I think the issue maybe is is if you target to target to two specific so like if you're saying I want to have painted, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm painting away with my Song of Ice and Fire guys, my, my Game of Thrones guys. And I've got like four units of Lannisters and each unit has 12 dudes. Right. So if I'm like, OK, uh, I want to have painted a unit by the end of the month, that's a very specific, specific goal. Right. And it's the same thing as like I want to paint for at least 10 minutes a day. It's a very specific goal. And I think the broader your goal can be, I think the better. Because I think what a lot of us naturally do, myself included, is is sometimes if left unchecked, you kind of use the hobby as a as a stick to beat yourself with. You know, you, you're, the the world is great at kicking us in the nuts. We, we don't we don't need to start kicking ourselves in the nuts or other area if you're a lady. Um, so it's like sometimes it's dangerous setting goals because if you if you're behind, you might think, oh, I don't want to I don't want to start painting. I said I wanted to. come. I've written up my wall chart got my highlighters out and I highlighted the times I need to paint and taking a picture of the unit that I want to have finished by the end of the month. And, you know, it's halfway through the month. It's the 18th now. And it's like, shit, I ain't not even, even started yet. So sometimes, I mean, but some people are motivated by that. Some people aren't. I think, But I think for me, I always try and keep my goals as broad as possible so that I'm going to achieve them. And also my goals have regularly changed, regularly changed. And sometimes I sound like a shithead because it's like, what well, on Monday I'm saying this. On Saturday I'm saying something else. But I don't necessarily think that's a negative thing. It might be, but in general, I don't think it is a negative thing. I think you need to roll with the punches and you need to keep your goals very, very broad. And I think a lot of the time you need to actually think about what you actually want out of the hobby too as well. Because it's like, do you, do you actually enjoy painting? Do you actually enjoy the models that you're painting? Do you actually enjoy having a pile of models to paint? Do you actually enjoy the games that you play? And I think when when you see a change in your life, it's a great opportunity to think, what what am I actually getting out of this? And I think that's probably the most important step because there's a few people that that have fallen out of painting that I've known and spoken to. And they go, you know what? I I was only really painting because everyone's telling me I needed to play painting. So... I actually i was i was just looking for reasons not to does that does that kind of make sense
0: mm-hmm. yeah definitely especially with there being so many different angles to the hobby mm-hmm. um we, we kind of do assume sometimes that everyone values everything equally don't we like um some people hate paint some some people don't even want to do it yeah and when i think about myself like i'm you know i just like the process um i, I don't I don't really care that I'll ever finish armies or stuff. I mean, it's nice, it's satisfying, but I'm not like. It's not why I'm doing it. So yeah, maybe I just need to be a bit less um, goal orient orientated, if that's the word. But it depends, isn't it? If that's if that's
1: what motivates you. I mean, I like like going back to the kind of the the physical activity thing. It's like I think for lots and lots of things that have that I've done, I say religiously a lot of things that i've done in my life regularly there's there's times where you come home from work or whatever you whatever, think oh, i'm a bit tired i can't be bothered but the, the artist step is that first step the artist step is, is is sitting at the paint table and turning your lamp on like that's the hard thing and i think that could mm-hmm. go for anything you know sometimes you wake up in the morning you think i can't be asked going to go work today but something compels you to do it quite often with work it's like I Need to pay the bills, or I need to, you know, pay the rent this month, or whatever it is, and so that that's them that's the motivation for doing it. And <clears throat> sometimes the first things that go out the window for us are, are our hobbies because we get them from work and we're tired and you know, we're brassed off, and or whatever, and and it, and it kind of goes by the wayside. And I think, I think you need, you need to be flexible, you need to be adaptable, but then you also need to try and stick to that routine as, as what you were. You were saying before about maybe getting into a routine. We crave routine, and it's something that we want. But, but also just like as broad as you can keep it. If that's what works for you, I think think the biggest thing that I would say and continue to say is that you know you just make you make it you make it work for you. And and if you're not able to hit your goals, you might be like ah, it's fine. But you might be like even if it's subconsciously, you might be like oh, I don't want to sit at the painting table because it'll just remind me that I'm behind with these goals that I set, or remind me that you know. I'm no good at painting or all those kind of things. I think, think the key is that you just find in your own way. And if you do want to do it enough, you will do it. And, and it should be constantly evolving and changing, you know, even, even within, within months and weeks, you know, and, and just make, making it work on your own terms and, and evaluating stuff. Like I'm saying, I've, I've, I've not ever played as much as I'm playing now. Like I, I, I must play three to five games a week now. And the reason why I'm playing that is I've found more of the sorts of games that I like. I've found ways to play more of the people that I want to play instead of just the people that are just hanging around you know, in my vicinity. And I've also found ways to make my hobby efficient for where I am right now. So me and, me and the wife, we play a lot of games now because I've found a whole section of games with minis that she likes playing too. So that's great. So we're playing like uh journeys in Middle Earth, Lord of the Rings journeys in Middle Earth, like so much right now, because she really likes that. So I've just found a way to hit lots of birds with one stone. So it's like spending time with a wife. Yes. Painting some minis. Yes. Playing a board game. Yes. Interacting with cool IP. Yes. It's like I've found something through trial and error that just seems to be. Able to work in the now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know if you're finding that you've got having less time, and I guess we are talking predominantly about painting and and less about playing, but that is an important part too. It's like going back to kind of setting goals. It was like, okay, by the end of the week, I'm going to have tried to finish off the levers on this u- this one unit, uh, but then also saying to myself, well, if I, if I don't manage to do that, it's not the end of the world. And it's like this temper and it's like the carrot and carrot and uh, kick up the ass kind of thing. You know, it's like how you're motivated. You're motivated by by positive. You know, you, you've got that carrot dangling in front of you and dangling in front of you. So that's what you want to get. You want to get finished. You want to finish the unit. So that's going to that's going to you know motivate you or do you need to kick up the ass to do it? And for me, it's it's a little bit of both sometimes. Like, you know, I need to tell myself, no, just do it. Just do it. The times when I don't necessarily want to sit down, do it. Go on, just sit down and do it. Even if you can, even if you just sit at the table for ten minutes and just look at what you've done so far, that's is that still hobby time? Is that still engaging with the hobby? I don't know. And then there's other times where it's like, come on, just get it done. Just get it done. Get get the sandal straps done. Just just get the wood on the spears done. You know. And so yeah, it's just adaptable. Just adaptable time. And if seasons work, that's great. You know, if if a regular hobby, just fitting it in wherever you can work, that's great, you know, but I think a lot of it is trial and error. A lot of it is trying different things. A lot of it is listening to other people, but not doing exactly what they say. I think it's it's, it's complex and deep, right? It's no one set thing.
0: Yeah, and it's something you touched on there too. I think it's about minimising or lowering the friction to get started in something that you want to do regular. So obviously, if that's painting, that means if you've got the luxury of setting up a at least semi-permanent space, that's that's going to be a lot easier than, you know, go out to the shed, get the box with the paints, bring it back in, get set up. Um, you know, likewise, I mentioned the guitar before, so I've got the guitar just sitting in a stand in the living room. It's very easy for me just to pick it up uh, rather than, you know, putting it in the bag, putting it in a cupboard, um, a chin-up mm-hmm. bar in your house, as opposed to a set of weights that are packed away in a cupboard. Anything that you can do, to To just lower the friction to getting started to some, and yeah, you you won't always be enthused about starting, but the chances are when you when you start doing something that you actually want to do, um, you're going to enjoy it once you're into the swing of it. I've, I, that's happened to me a lot with painting. You know, I thought I'm just going to do this one thing, but once you've done the one thing you've started, and you're, you know, you could sit there for an hour and a half. Um, there's a, yeah. there's a classic example of that with habit formation can't remember where i heard this it was something about like you know um if you want to uh, get into the habit of flossing your teeth you just floss one tooth uh and then people that do this i've never done it myself um but you know because we have no teeth in scotland but uh, you never you've
1: never flossed you've never nah. flossed
0: teeth Nah, the the, haggis, it cleans out all our gums and stuff. So we're we're fine that way. But I heard this thing where it's like, you know, want to form a new habit, floss one tooth. And then people start doing this and they're like, I feel stupid just doing the one tooth. I'll just do them all. Uh, And that's because it's it's the act of starting that's the difficult thing rather than doing the thing itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think we forget how much we enjoy something because we just... It's, it's it's like there's i think about this a lot right it's easy to eat the whole bag of crisps it's hard to exercise it's easy to make your house a mess it's hard to tidy up there's like lots of things that that require you to to you know to step it and do something usually the kind of the negative is quite easy to occur you know it's easy to come home sit on a couch and not move right that's it's it's the easiest path of least resistance but like yeah having that having that you know Just, just do it. Just do it. just Fucking do it, you know. Or, or don't. Like, and that's the thing. It's like, do it or or don't, which is fine. But it's like we we slip into this these negative routines sometimes, don't we? Where it's like we probably spend ten minutes moaning about not having time to paint. You you could have been painting. (laughs) You could, you could have been painting, and it happens to all of us. You know, or maybe it just happens to me. But it, it's as I've kind of grown, grown older, and hopefully more mature. It's like you just you just either do it or you or you don't and if you want to do it enough you find time from it for it and if you and if you don't want to do it enough you'll find an excuse for why you're not and that that holds true in a lot of different settings and again i'm not trying to make anyone angry because there there might be people that genuinely do want to hobby and they genuine genuinely actually can't but and think i need to link this in it's like Holding your own hobby to someone else's account is something that's not healthy at all. So let's say that, you know, I know you ain't got any mates, but let's say one of your mates is like at av- a kid at the same time and he's managing to get an hour of hobby in a day and you're holding yourself to his standard. That mm-hmm. I don't think that's healthy at all. I don't think that's healthy at all. Like the standard of my painting since I've had children. Has, has decreased which if I was to stop and think about it a lot it, it's annoying but it's just different because the amount of time I've got to dedicate to it in general is lower so it's it's natural that my standard will be low because I'm just I'm just practicing it less and I've got two options I can be like pissed off with it and be like well, what's the point then what's the point then if my, if my quality's gone down like what's the, what's the point but I've got to see that like any any hobby is positive hobby and it's just where I'm at right now. And if it's not quite as good as what I want it to be, or it's not quite as good as it was what in the, in the past, I've got two choices: I've got to will not do it then, or just be happy with where you're at right now with it. You know, and that kind of links back to kind of what you're saying about like, it, you know, try and just do ten minutes a day. Am I going to be pissed off that I can't do however much I want, or am I going to be just happy with whatever can kind of grind out? You know, it's 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 real complicated. You know, and, and I think it links back to take a step back out of it. It's it's it's. It's not just this hobby. It's not just painting. It, it's like you as a, as who you are as an individual as well, right? You know, what are you going to do with your time? I, I've struggled with like, like, would it be midlife crisis? I don't think it's a midlife crisis. Cool. But i would like, I've yeah, <laughs> I've struggled with. <clears throat> excuse me, like feelings of futility like probably for the last two or three years right I've had these feelings of futility like what's the fucking point like is, is this it is this it now is like this is it what happening now is this the good bit <laughs> you know <laughs> this this daily life is this is this the good bit before the shit bit you know and, and it's like you know, I've I've had to kind of you know deal with all that kind of stuff which I guess is natural and it's fine I don't mind talking about it at all I, do have I had feelings of depression yeah I think I have have I been depressed probably not I don't think so you know but that does that mean that I've like had a terrible time no but I think I think we all kind of bump into this and and it's kind of like maybe you know linking it to the hobby and painting it's like when you start it and it's all new and it's fresh and it's like yeah yeah cool right oh what's this game oh what's this mini what's that business Oh, what's this paint line oh what what paintbrush do you use it's like naturally you have this kind of honeymoon period with hobbies and things like that and 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 I think when something comes along to change it and you've got less hobby time, I think you've got to remember why you love it. I think you've got to remember why you do it. And sometimes when we don't do it, we forget why we like it and we forget why we started it in the first place. And I think you've got to, you've got to fall back in love with it and you've got to remember that you're in love with it because it's very easy to forget. And it, and it's very easy in the world that we live in with consumption and and with, you know, all these distractions that we've got for for our time and our attention. It's very easy to forget why you started it in the first place and start a new hobby. You know, I've got a mate who, who starts a new hobby every year and he and he sinks all his money into it. And then, you know, if you want a great deal on something, you just you just think about what this mate started in January. And you think, oh, I want some decent golf clubs. Oh, well, this guy bought some in January. So I'll just wait till probably September, October, get some get a great deal on some quality <laughs> golf clubs. You know, because naturally that's what we want because we're looking for fulfillment. And sometimes we forget what we already have. That gives us fulfillment. We talked about this before, this idea of abundance denial, I think, where you forget all these things that you've got, you forget all the quality things and and, and, and that and you, you're looking for the next thing instead of thinking about what you do actually have. And I think when you lose your time or you know, when you're a bit brassed off for whatever reason, sometimes you forget these things that you've got in your cupboard or forget these things that you've got on a desk that that will bring you fulfillment if you only just if you only just did it.
0: A little change of direction, just something I wanted to ask you, because I know like since you've been doing this show, your life circumstances have changed in many ways, like from where you lived and stuff like that. So like the 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 time that you tend to have, does that dictate what games you're into? And an example here might be like if I do have, you know, 10 minutes a day or 10 minutes a week, is it worth me? building and trying to play this big game of kings of war and assemble this huge army should i instead maybe look at like Frostgrave or Stargrave and just get a war band together even a solo game rangers of shadow deep you know um so uh, do you think that you know the time you've got available dictates the games that it would be better to get into yeah yeah and, and yeah i
1: think i think definitely you know you know, in the same way that if you're choosing something to eat, that depends on how much time you got to scoff it. You know, if you if you're in work in half an hour, then you don't want to be making like a three course meal, right? It's the same. It's the same thing. You've got to you've got to choose the right thing for the for the time that you've got. But having said that, you could take the time you've got to prepare your Kings of War army for, and it depends on what what you're doing and what it depends on where you get fulfillment. You know, that that's the thing, isn't it? It's like I genuinely get fulfillment from playing and painting. I get the same amount of fulfillment from both of those. So this time was where I've not played for ages, but I've got the fulfillment from being prepared to play when I do eventually get around to playing. But then there's other times where I'm like, I really just want to play a game. And and yeah, I would say my my kind of, the games that I've played and the games that I do play, I've got a much broader spectrum of games now. And, And some of the, honestly, some of the games that I used to like Having played other games, just naturally getting more experience of the different games that are played and, and the different models. So there's t- times where I've spent a lot of time painting the model, and I've, and I've, just, I've just not enjoyed it. I, I just don't. I just don't. For me personally, I don't particularly enjoy this brand of model or the scale of model, you know. And, and like, yeah. And, and so yeah, just 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 broadening your horizons a little, like you know. And I found that I've started playing some games without minis. Uh, like War Chest is probably the the, the biggest shout for that. And, it, um, and so War Chest is, is you play it with like little poker chip tokens. It's a brilliant game. It's really, really good. I can't even remember how I found out about it, to be honest. But it's probably, you know, 30 minutes. There's no minis in there. But the actual for a game, it's brilliant. Really, really good. Would I like it if there was like kind of really cool minis that represented their tokens? Yeah, that would be even better, you know. But yeah, uh, another game that I've kind of picked up is is a game called Unmatched, uh, which was uh, Zach from uh, uh, the Paint All Discord server, Zach, he, um, he kind of introduced us to that and Unmatched has got minis, it's got a small amount of minis in it. The game lasts about, again, 20 minutes, half an hour. And it's, it's a really, really, really good game, like right? really good. And so, yeah, like diversifying your your games. But then you need to be careful as well about an individual game isn't necessarily going to bring you fulfillment either. It's like, I think all of us are looking for the, the snake oil seller. You know, we're all looking for the silver bullet. We're all looking for the perfect... Kind of thing that we can just purchase and everything will be fine. Like I always used to laugh when you see like these diet things on TV, you know. And it's like, oh, you buy this, spend this money, and you know, you do the exact body shape that you want. And it's like, you know, what you need to do to have a better body shape: stop eating as much and do more fucking exercise. It's that. It's that simple for the majority of the time for the majority of us, right? So it's like, how complicated do you need to make it? So it's not a case of like, if you buy this game, you know, oh, great you'll be happy it, it it just depends like you know if you're a massive 40k fan or a massive kind of like you know mass battle player change your perception of what fulfills you so if you're pissed off that you can't play your 2000 point game on a sunday well book a book a book a week or book a day in a month that you're going to play and save all your hobby time for that and say, listen, you know, going back to the baby thing, like, listen, I'll I'll do a little bit more each day or I'll do a little bit more each week so that on Sunday afternoon I can I can bog off and you can take the kid to the to your grandparents and I'll go and play my game. You know, it's, it's going back to it, it's all give and take. So, yeah, I mean, there's games that I've picked up which fit into the time that I've got to hobby. But it doesn't have to be that if I'd have really liked mass battle games, like, I mean, I, I mean, my two mass battle games at the moment are song of ice and fire and star Wars Legion. I probably haven't played star. I haven't probably played a uh, song of ice and fire for about two or three months, but I've painted a lot of new units for it. And I've got a lot of fulfillment for, Oh, when, when I do play that again, I'll have all these extra units that my mate hasn't seen, you know, and that'll be kind of cool. So again, it depends on what you, where you derive in your fulfillment and what you're getting out of it and preparing for a game has assuaged some of the negativity of not being able to actually play the game but having said that there's loads of amazing games out there that that are in my opinion much better than some of the games that are more prevalent in the majority of hobby hobbyists mindsets and bumping into them is a difficult thing and taking a leap of faith on them you know is a thing like unmatched is brilliant unmatched is is the best kind of quick card-based minis game i've played in a long time if you can make a comparison to uh, warhammer underworlds it's kind of similar ballpark to that unmatched in my opinion shit's all over that it's brilliant it's really really good so yeah part of it is kind of like diversifying you know up in your level of education in terms of what what is out there um but equally if you are you're having your heart set on a big chunky game find other ways to be fulfilled with it even maybe part of your RB is you just you just get your army out and you just have a look at it you know you get your army out and you just blow the dust off it or you know that kind of thing you know spending more money on new games isn't always necessarily the the solution it's basically what I'm trying to say in a very long and (laughs) whittling way
0: Right, I just wanted to briefly interject here as Dan and I had a chat before we started recording about a discussion that came up on a podcast called The Model Health Show. I'm going to play a wee clip for you now and then we'll jump back into the main conversation. Incidentally, you can find the full podcast at themodelhealthshow.com. This clip is from episode 376. Don't worry though, I'll put links in the episode show notes which you could find at bedroombattlefields.com slash podcast. That's bedroombattlefields.com slash podcast. Regularly
2: doing things that we love... Makes us more resilient to stress. Hmm. Yeah. But conversely, being chronically stressed makes it really hard for us to experience pleasure in day to day things. Hmm. So it works both ways. So passion is a huge part of meaning and purpose. It's a huge part of stress. It's a huge part of health. I had a patient maybe a year ago, 52 year old chap, right? He was the um, he was the CFO of a plastics company local to me. And he came in to see me. And he was he was married, he had two kids, he had a good job. He was living in a pretty decent house. You know, from the outside, his life was good. But he came in to see me, he said, Dr. Chastity, look, um, some days I kind of struggle to get out of bed in the morning. Um, my motivation's down a little bit. I feel a bit flat about things. Is this what depression is? And so I, we were chatting. I started to try and understand what was going on in his life. I ran some tests some bloods, they were all normal. And I said, look, how's your job? Your job's okay. I mean, I don't really enjoy it, but I've got to do it. You know, I've got a mortgage. I've got a family to feed. That's why I do my job. I said, okay, how's your marriage? Yeah, so-so. I don't really see my wife that much. Yeah, I guess it's okay. Very, very indifferent. Mm, mm. And I said, you know, have you got any hobbies? What do you do in the week that you enjoy? He said, I don't really have any hobbies. I'm too busy. I said, what about the weekends? weekends, you know, I've got to do all the house chores, household chores. I've got to take the kids to their sports classes. I don't have time, Doc, for hobbies. I said, okay, did you ever have a hobby? Yeah. You know, like as a kid, as a teenager, I used to love train sets. Mm. I said, okay, have you got a train set at home? Yeah, I've got one in the attic, but I haven't seen it in years. It's probably, it's probably dusty and, you know, got cobwebs on it. I said, look, what I'd love you to do when you get home tonight is get your train set out. Now, I fully appreciate It's probably not the advice he was expecting from his doctor, <laughs> but that's the advice I gave to him. Anyway, I didn't see him for a few weeks, right? And that's not uncommon. We simply, we have so many patients, we can't follow everybody up. But three months later, I just finished my morning clinic. I, I was in the car park about to do some home visits for the like, elderly patients who can't come into the practice. And I bumped into his wife. I said, hey, look, how's your husband getting on? She said, oh man, Dr. Chasio, I just want to say thank you. I feel like I've got the guy I married back again. He comes home from work. He plays on his train set. He's on eBay buying collector's items <laughs> and he's subscribed to like some monthly magazine now. I thought, okay, that's great. I, I felt really good. I still hadn't seen him. Three months later, I was looking at my clinic list and his name's on it. He had done some blood tests and he was coming in to see me for the results. So I said, hey, how are you getting on compared to six months ago? said, Doc, I feel like a different person. Life is good. I've got energy. I feel motivated and I'm concentrating much better. I said, okay, great. How's your job? My job, I love it now. I'm really getting a lot out of my job. How's your relationship with your wife? So good. It's the best it's been for years. Mm. So Sean, I'm going to ask you a question. Did that chap, did that man have a mental health problem? I mean, he certainly had symptoms that would be consistent with a mental health problem. You know, yeah. I could have diagnosed him with something yeah. like depression, potentially. Yeah. But it's not what he really had, a deficiency of passion in his life. Mm. And when we corrected his passion deficiency, when he corrected his passion deficiency, not only does he feel better in himself, now that the job that he didn't like so much, he's enjoying and getting more out of, now his relationship starting to improve. And this is why I'm so passionate about passion, Yeah, right? We talk about health we talk about the amount of vegetables we're eating we're talking about the workouts we do or don't do and of course that's important but I want people to give passion the same priority as they will give to the number of vegetables they have on their plate right it is so important so the prescription I give to people is can you give yourself a dose of pleasure every day
1: and That kind of a little snippet of a of a podcast uh, you sent to me, I'm sure you can you can give it a shout out and um, give it a citation because it it was really good. But I, I kind of agree with that. Basically, it talked about how chasing your your passion or chasing your hobby, no matter what it is, can can influence positively so many different other facets of your life. You know, I'm I'm very fortunate that I enjoy my job. Very fortunate that I'm. I'm semi decent at it too. Like you know, I've not been fired, so I guess that means I'm all right at it. And but I won't lie, there's times where I've been in work and I've been a little bit bored, or been a little bit stressed, or a little bit annoyed. And and thinking about my hobby, thinking about a game I might be going to play, or thinking about a mini that I could paint, or just coming home and just looking through my hobby stash. It it's it it's helped. It helps. It, it it's a it's a constant help. It sometimes is a hindrance, but it's a constant help to me to be like yeah, I like that. And it gives me just pause for thought and it gives me a reset and it gives me something else to think about, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And so it's it's really, like you're saying, yeah, I don't think it defines you as individual. And a lot of people that I know aren't even aware that I do it. It's not, it's not, it's not appropriate, but it's it's nothing really to do with them. But you know, having a passion and having a hobby and linking back to what I was saying before about this, the, this idea of futility. I think you've, I think you've got to give yourself a purpose. I think you've got to give yourself a, a reason to to carry on you've got to give yourself a reason to be around you know when it, there's times where I've been at my worst when it's like what's, what's the point if I was just to disappear right now like would it even matter like would anyone even care and you know what you know what would what's the point of it all and so what I found is I'm not saying like painting a mini keeps me sane or not but maybe for some people it does and that's great and I'm, I'm not anyone to but kind of belittle that but I think you know in terms of like how important is a hobby any hobby to people I think it's really important and, and there's a lot there's a lot to be said for just I love listening to people as well I love listening to people talking about their passions and listening to listen about the hobbies it's it's great it's like heartwarming in it just just you get someone that maybe talks about train spotting or someone that talks about I got a mate who talks about steampunk dioramas and I think I'm the only person in work that listens to him but when he's talking about his steampunk dioramas it's brilliant I just love him and he's like oh you've got a little got a little sky ship here I got a little fella with his little top hat on and his goggles and it's I love just listening to people just talk about stuff that they're passionate about. It's it's just something that it just it's like I'm a little bit like a, a a rechargeable battery. It's recharging my batteries and I'm listening to someone that's whittling on about something they really love. And the more obscure and weird the better in many ways.
0: Yeah, it's funny that. Like I remember like a couple of months ago I was in the the post office um they're all gradually closing down here but w- one of the last post offices here at a WH Smith like a news agent um so i was queuing for the post office and, and queuing past the magazine rack and i was just looking at the magazines there's so many different like niche hobby magazines <laughs> and you know like the, the 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 ultimate stamp collector and like train spotters monthly and I, it it gives me like a bit of comfort i can i can't remotely understand any of these hobbies like i just couldn't couldn't get into them myself, but I think it's really cool that people do, um, and it it does give you that wee bit of comfort. You're like, well, so, you know, somebody collects their stamps, and they they love that, and that's great. Um, so, I and people look at you know this hobby and other hobbies and think like, what are they doing? That just <laughs> that looks stupid. But um, yeah. yeah, I think,
1: I think you got to do you got got to do something, right? You know, I think you kind of like I remember like you know when you first you know, you leave school and you got all these grand ideas and then you've got all these big things that are going to happen to you and you, oh, you're going to get married and you're going to get a career and you're going to, you know, get promoted and you're going to do all this like kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, that kind of stuff happens and sometimes it happens the way you want it to, sometimes it doesn't. And what I find is that with the hobby is it constantly gives back to me in in many, many different ways. And it kind of just makes me realise actually, you know, i'm pretty inconsequential really and yeah if i didn't get that one promotion and you know so what it kind of keeps me very much grounded in many ways and um you know it's it being passionate about your own thing is uh, is something that's really important it kind of just grounds me somehow and kind of refocuses me somehow and gives me you know a reason to you know to keep on ticking over and you know gives me some little wins and some little goals and some enjoyment and some fulfillment and things like that so yeah um yeah, there's kind of just to round off that bit, like you're saying about there's there's lots of different things that are available and there's lots of different things that we can do and get into and all that kind of stuff. But very much kind of making your own way with it and and listening a lot to different people and what they do and then trying that and trying something else and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, you mentioned solo gaming as well. I think I don't think you kind of mentioned much about that. Um, solo games are great because it kind of links with what, what you're saying about taking barriers out of the way. You know, just just any barrier, potential barrier that you might have for doing hobby stuff. Try and try and remove it or try and adapt it or try and find a way to kind of break through it. So I I play a lot more co-op games. And I play, you know, which equally could be solo games just because it's just I can play them with the wife and she enjoys them. And it's a good bonding thing for us. And I'm not playing against her and the games that are kind of shorter and things like that. But it, you need to be careful with just thinking that you can you can buy something that'll be fine. Um, yeah. So. So, yeah, like that. that's kind of the the main thrust of what we we're talking about. And, and there's a few things that I kind of wanted to add on. Myself, which kind of links into kind of like my personal position and personal situation that I've kind of been in right now. And I've and that kind of is a few kind of, you know, buzzwords like hype trains, echo chambers, you know, a culture of consumption. There's it, a lot of there's a lot of things that are happening that I see in in my own hobby. And I, they just weren't they weren't working for me. They weren't they weren't healthy for me. Um You know, and and there's nothing wrong with a hype train, you know, hype train is where something's going to be released or something's up and coming and, and, and people are bigging it up and everyone's getting excited about that. That's a great feeling, isn't it? You know, when, when then there's like, you know, if like there's a new Star Wars film coming out or the football season starting or, you know, the baseball season starting or or whatever, you know, or the, you know, Christmas is coming up, you know, like think about the hype train, you know, Christmas is probably the biggest hype train for a lot of people, right? like, get on the hype train, it's November, yeah get the Christmas music on all that kind of stuff, but what I found is is with my hobby I was starting to starting to get a little bit jaded with it because of just the just the media that I was bumping into and the adverts that I was seeing i I cut back so much on on all of the kind of uh media that I consume and like cut back massively like i'm I'm rarely on Facebook, rarely on twitter uh i don't I don't own a mobile phone. Um, because I just found that I was just, I was getting tired and jaded of just like the next, the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And, and this echo chamber that had been created for me by algorithms on YouTube and, and, and subscriptions that I'd given to certain YouTube channels and things like that I was just finding that I was just exhausted with, with all of this new stuff. And that, and that wasn't helping with my hobby time. So it was like a new edition of this is coming up or oh, there's a new kickstarter on this and there's someone talking about this and someone doing an unboxing on that. I just thought that like I just didn't just didn't need it. And that's not in any way, don't get me wrong, saying anything negative about anybody that creates content. It's, it's it's not that at all. But I just found that where I'm at with my hobby life and my also regular life, it was just it just wasn't helping like whatsoever. It was tempting me to buy things that I didn't have time to play with. It was Tempting me to get interested in something that I didn't have time to complete, and so what I did is I went through like all my YouTube channels and and I, I basically unsubscribed to to lo- to loads of them, like loads of them. And and again, it's nothing to do with the content. It's it's great, it's amazing, great people, but I just found that I had to create a a, a qualifying criteria for for media that I still wanted to interact with. And that and that was it. Came down to for me, like the the intended aim, the intended aim of the of the video or the content. What what's the intended aim? What is this? What is this video? What is the content looking to looking to do? And um, and then the the second thing it was like what what is the unique thing that this content is giving me? So if you take like an on, on unboxing, to be honest, I've never really been a big fan of of unboxings. Really, like I think. I don't mind them if it's linked through all the way through, so you see an unboxing of something, but then you see someone painting it and you see someone playing with it because because that's that's the aspirational thing, right you know you buy it, you get excited, you open it, oh, it's amazing, you put it together you you paint it, you play it right that, that's what, that's kind of what I want to see, but actually, when you start thinking about that, there's not really many of those that happen at all ever if you were to look at any release of game there's just a shit ton of unboxings and what is it it's just someone showing you the shit that's in a box and um um town hobbies said it best <laughs> brent from Goober town hobbies if you, you, you watch his video i think it was the dominion box from gw he did an unboxing and it was a little bit satirical and it was a little bit a little, little bit sarcastic but he's basically talking about an unboxing he was like at the end of it he just went so yeah the person that works in the factory did a great job of putting the models in the box <laughs> and it was just like i don't know what value an unboxing adds unless it's it's the start of a small series that follows it through now don't get me wrong there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people that completely disagree with me and say that what right have i got to say that and they might get really enthusiastic about it but i just thought what's the intended aim of an unboxing what's the, what's the point of it and there's so many of them you don't personally add a lot of value to anything that i'm I want to be doing. So I found that the echo chamber that I was in wasn't a healthy one in terms of where I was at the hobby right now. And a lot of the kind of things that were getting shown to me on Facebook and on Twitter and on, on, YouTube, especially didn't really offer any unique value. So I found that I was just like, you know, a massive clear out of all of those things that I just didn't, I didn't want to, I don't want to be, I didn't want to be associated with and, and that's really helped me to kind of like really simplify my hobby too, because I'm not spending 20 minutes watching an unboxing. Like, there's one of them that was just a fella, and uh, he just he just made a video on an article from a website. So a company would release an article on their website about an up and coming release, and he'd just make a video on that article. Uh, but I couldn't. There's something about it. I kept on clicking on him because I was like, <laughs> I was like, he's just he's just showing us the article that's on this website and talking to us about the article. I was like, why don't I just read the fucking article if I want to do it? But I just couldn't. It's like there's something in my brain that wanted to that I wanted that wanted to make me click on it, and that was that was winding me up. Does that kind of make sense? I was becoming conscious of the fact that I was just watching a video of an internet article and a guy just reading out the internet article. <laughs> 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 I was like, this is stupid. This is really stupid. So I had to get rid of them all, and and I found since I've done that, I, I've I've again I've like it's it's made my hobby simpler. It's made my hobby better quality, and even if it's just saved me like you know five ten minutes a week or whatever it is by watching these things, I'm just finding that I've I just because naturally you do it. You kind of you go through a phase of just kind of like you know sub in different things or subscribing different things naturally as we do, and I sort of kind of big cull on the on those different things, and and going back to the the intended aim, it's like. I don't know. It's, it's you know when they say that when you got a hobby and then when you when you you turn it into a job, it, it's not a hobby anymore and that kind of thing. I've kind of lost lost love with the with the hobby in terms of like you know, what's the intended aim of of this video? Um, you know, is it to create? Is it sensationalism? Is it to create a hubbub, negatively or positively? Is it asked licking? What what's the basis? What's the substance of it? You know, if, if this fella's saying, "Hey, you should buy Zombie Side Second Edition," because I really started to think about the substance, like what what's the substance behind this, and what's the what's the you know the background of this, and I just found that it was a lot of videos where I actually thinking about it, the person that was doing a video was was in my opinion anyway just talking shit. It's like their their opinion wasn't based based on shit. So when you and I just started to wind me up a little.
0: You're good. With, with unboxing videos so like the guys like um you know have opened the box just click the affiliate link buy the thing um because that's that's often what an unboxing is so you, you're calling them out and saying all right if you love it so much mate uh come back next week with your video on how you've painted all these guys because uh they well
1: yeah well no it's not it's not me like telling them what to do or anything like that and don't get me wrong like i'm no one to say that that's a wrong thing that it shouldn't exist it's more like the type of content that I want to interact with is more is, is more, is deeper because it's influencing me in a way that I'm getting my, my rush and positivity from the opening the box and, and and instead of the opening one box and 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 fucking cherishing that box. Does that make sense? It's like this is my box of trolls. And I'm gonna I'm gonna love this box. I'm gonna I'm gonna open it. I'm gonna look at them. I'm gonna snip them. I'm gonna put them together. I'm gonna paint them. I'm gonna play with them loads. It's like it's like the hype train. It's like the 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 way. It's not the way that the hobby's going. There's, there's no. I've got no right to generalize the hobby, and I don't have a big enough kind of snapshot and cross section of the entire hobby. But I just found that the 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 media that was being put in front of me was was. Encouraging me to be part of a type of hobby, I didn't want to be part of, that was celebrating the, just celebrating consumption, and celebrating the next big thing, and celebrating spending more, and celebrating the wrong sorts of things in the hobby. I I want to I want to buy a box of trolls and take my time to do the research and the box get the box of trolls for me, and 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 that's my box of trolls. I don't want to get like the. 2019 troll edition, 2020 troll edition, 2021 troll edition, and, and uh, that's where I felt that the media that I was I was being shown was was taking me, you know, and and it's like I don't, it's like Monopoly, <laughs> it's like how many times can you have Monopoly, right? Monopoly's great, love Monopoly, Scrabble, love Scrabble, Scrabble's great, but I don't, it's, I, and, it, and it's hard because I don't want it, I don't, I'm no one to say anything negative about anyone. And, and and this is another reason why the kind of the podcast has been knocked on the edge. It's like I found it harder to be neutral or positive about about stuff because it, I didn't I didn't believe that what people were were trying to say was a positive. You know, and you see it, and it's easy to poo-poo Games Workshop with the biggest fish in the sea and all that kind of stuff. But I just find the release schedule exhausting and I don't want to keep up it, it's not it's not that's not what I want from my hobby I want it to be a lot slower paced I want it to be a lot more relaxed I want to have my own relationship with it and I don't I don't want to I don't want to keep I don't want to run in that race if that kind of makes sense and yeah so I just found that kind of like the echo chamber that I created and the, and the media that was kind of being put in front of me for various different reasons I just just wasn't wasn't compelled by it. And I wasn't intrigued by it, and I felt that it was very superficial. And I felt that there was not even ulterior motives. There was very clear <laughs> negative mo- uh, uh, motives for the video, and I didn't think that a lot of it ha- held any substance. So I just stopped watching it. I think, uh, that... and I fa- yeah, good.
0: I was going to say I think it highlights content consumptions a tightrope in a sense because. It definitely, you know, listening to good podcasts or watching good videos. Um, you know, some people like to browse Instagram or Facebook pages and groups uh, for for photos, and that's all motivation and inspiration, which keeps people going. And that's um, th- that's overwhelmingly positive stuff. Obviously, at the same time, you're going to be bombarded with with pictures and reviews and links to new stuff so there's going to be that constant feeling of you need to be buying this latest thing you need to be playing this latest game so you you might get that along with your content consumption and i think like anything else you just need to go in deliberately um so that might be subscribing to less podcasts you know quality over quantity it might be limiting your time you know maybe you've got Ten minutes in the morning with your coffee to go and look at Instagram, and that's it for the day. Uh, you're not, you're mm-hmm. not in that vulnerable position of like your brain's fried and you've clicked on a page and there's a game and you know you're feeling a bit down. You just need that little hit, and before you know it, you've went on and buy uh, bought something. Um, so uh, yeah, content creation it is a tightrope. Uh, not content creation, content consumption, I should say. Uh, yeah, oh,
1: and creation too, and and creation too. it is is creation too you know you you create content we are creating content right now and you know it's it's hard because I don't feel I have a right to say I don't I think it kind of this links back to kind of social influences and all that kind of stuff I just I just I don't want to be associated with any of that I don't want to be part of that I don't I don't I don't like it don't want to be it I don't really want to be involved in it and it just, I just don't, I just don't, I don't like it. And it's hard because you want to hear about new stuff. Like you want to hear about interesting stuff, you know, from time to time you do want to. And, and there's, there's great people doing great work and, and all that kind of stuff. It's just, I just, I just, just don't, it's, it's bigger. It's bigger life stuff. You know what I mean? I don't want to sound like a grumpy, (laughs) grumpy old man kind of thing. I'm not. Some people do amazing jobs at content creation and, and, and that connects with with me. And I'm not going to generalize and say we're all sick, you know, when I don't think we are, but and I'm not going to say there's this kind of mass psychosis about different things. Again, I've got no right to say, I've got no idea. But all I can do is is talk from my experience. I just found that I was just starting to think in different ways than what was I felt was actually me. And and, and that didn't fulfill me in the hobby because it was like I was looking for I was looking for because I'm always kind of quite conscious of my to-do pile and things like that and I just found that then I just just found that just wasn't it just I I do kind of like you know you take some time to kind of reflect the thing it's it's not me it's not me it doesn't feel like me this doesn't feel like doesn't feel like this is what I want it doesn't feel like this is healthy it doesn't feel like this is sustainable it doesn't feel like this is positive you know and and I would consider myself to be you know to have a a decent amount of self-discipline and things like that and i was finding it hard to kind of just you know be positive about these different things and yeah i just kind of kind of want to bring that more not like a vent or anything like that you know and not kind of like it's more just like i'm chatting to you it doesn't even need to be a podcast doesn't need to be recorded but kind of like since going through and cutting out hype trains i only really consume media from the actual company So, like, you know, be it Fantasy Flight or Simon or or GW or whoever it is, I tend to go straight to the manufacturer or the company. Um, Now, obviously, you know, it's going to be very, very heavily biased, you know, if you go into a company and different things like that. But I just, yeah, I just found that like a lot of the a lot of things were getting put under my nose. I just was like, it's, it's throwaway you know, Uh, and then just going through my echo chamber and just, and just deleting and negating a lot of things and just not going on it. And what I've found since then is that I've actually just, just enjoyed a lot more, you know, I just, I just kind of, I've made my own relationship with things. I've made my own opinions of things, you know, and I feel much more cut off from the industry and the hobby at large. And actually I really like that. I, I really, I'm really enjoying just being a little average bod. At his desk, making his own mind up about stuff. Like, I really, really am enjoying that. I've found that being less connected to the hobby at large has actually started fulfilling me uh, a, a load more. Like, you know, really, really, really fulfilled me a lot more, you know, and just, I just like it. And I'm just able to, the limited time to hobby and things like that, that I have had, so much more fulfilled with it, you know, because it's like I'm not skimming. You know, chats on Facebook or YouTube comments. You know, I'm not seeing YouTube videos, and uh, you know, it's just you know, like clickbait. I'm just not. I'm just not playing that game. I'm not being sucked into that game. And actually, you know, it's really, really, um, really positive, and it's uh, enabled me to kind of like, you know, just make my own relationship with certain things, and uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of fulfilling in lots of ways.
0: Just a heads up, I've got the health visitor coming to check that we're feeding the kid properly in fifteen minutes. So a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a hard stop there, um, just to give you a heads up. Spoiler: We're, we're not. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, you're not. what you're what you're saying right. there, it, it reminds me because I don't like I don't use social media really or anything like that, and I don't tend to consume a lot of content either. So, like, I'm not bombarded with loads of ads for stuff. Um, so recently like I bought the Stargrave uh, book and I thought I'm gonna just build oh, yeah. a a war are they called war bands? I don't think they're called war bands in Stargrave um a crew. Um mm-hmm. so instead of me like just seeing, you know, everything online everywhere and thinking, oh, it'd be you know this dragon looks cool, or this like high elf unit looks cool. I'm very specifically going to Google and and looking for types of models like so. It's deliberate, you know. I'm thinking I want to make an undead sort of space marine spaceman type crew. I went on to Google and started yeah. looking for stuff. So that was deliberate. Whereas you know I might end up with like suddenly I've got this like, you know skeleton chariot or something and it's just because i saw it on facebook and i thought it was cool and i bought it and i don't have any use for it um and didn't really need it in the end so yeah i think always being deliberate is, is key yeah yeah i
1: think i think what you're saying there about you know yeah being being deliberate and, and intent it's like i think i think the key thing i'm kind of you know rambling on about is 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 being in control of yourself and being aware being aware of yourself i think because you know we need to a little bit like yeah, if you go in somewhere, you know, old school map breeding. you have a look at your map, you take a bearing, and then you set off and you need to stop and check your map again to make sure you go in the right direction. Because quite often you'll find that, you know, you know, like like you, you've got one leg shorter than the other and you know you go off track pretty easily and so you've got to stop and you've got to check the map and you've got to check what's relevant for you right now and you've got to check if it's still fulfilling you've got to check if you still quite like it and you've got to change your bearing if if you need to it's like that it's it's not just a kind of you know old man rant kind of going on here it's like it this links in with what you're saying you're saying before and the whole point of it's like you know what you're making out of the hobby and and what relationship you're making with your hobby and how how are you directing it and how are you growing in it and what do you need more and what do you need less of. And and don't get me wrong, if you if you love the hype train and if you love, you know, just opening a box and looking at un, unbuilt minis, like do do that. But the key is that you've thought about it and you've actively chosen that as opposed to being molded by these people or entities with their motives. Because then it becomes you are part of what they're trying to do instead of it being part of something that you wanna do, if that kind of makes sense. And, and, and linking it back to the kind of just the YouTube thing is like getting rid of the majority of the, of the channels that I subscribe to has really, really helped me because actually when I actually started to consciously look and watch and really take on board, it, it, it didn't amount to much. It didn't really add any value and some of the things that were being celebrated or encouraged were not things that i wanted to do at all and weren't things that are going to make me healthy i mean you know like new edition of a game and everyone getting cranky and or this guy is you know the support for this game has been withdrawn and everyone getting cranky it's like it doesn't matter what the thing is people are always gonna you know go off and rant and things like that you know so it's just just being in control more i guess like you're saying like you wanted to find your kind of stargrave crew And so you kind of had some ideas and then you went on the internet to kind of gain a little bit more inspiration. One thing I really loved about Stargrave is, is not really going online at all and then reading the book and then just thinking, what do I envisage the pirates to be? You Mm -hmm. know, the bad guys that show up when too much noise is created. I loved doing that. I ended up settling on Star Wars Legion and that was great because it was a kind of, uh, I already play star Wars Legion anyway. And it was a great opportunity for me to expand my star Wars Legion stuff, but that was good because that was something that it's not a unique idea. Lots of other people will do use star Wars Legion mod- models for star grave too. But I didn't, I didn't know that I was going to use star Wars Legion models until I read the star grave book. And I was like, you know what I see, I see a great opportunity because you know, part of the the pirates, are uh, a like, you know, um, bounty hunters. So I was like, brilliant. I can buy a box of, you know, clan wren, which are like the the Mandalorians, and they can they can be my a unit for some of my Star Wars Legion Army, but they can also be the bounty hunters in in uh, Stargrave. And so I found myself in the hobby a lot more by saying, I want to find my own way in it. And that's really, really helped me a lot significantly. You know, it's it's really, really important. And and also what's helped is having having tabletop simulator tabletop simulator really really helped and having a very very small group on on discord has really really helped so instead of having like too much and too many people and too many things having like maybe one or two key friends within the hobby has really really helped me but, but that's down to my own personality like i've always been more of a you know smaller groups as opposed to much bigger groups in general The different parts of my life so i found that having like one or two key friends in the hobby, as really
0: you've not got two, two <laughs> I've
1: got a little teddy that I go. No, <laughs> no way, you've got two things. Yeah. <laughs> counting you twice, mate. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So to kind of just to kind of wrap it up and kind of bring it all together, it's it's interesting to talk about these these things, and I hope that someone listening to it, as maybe even as one person, has kind of given them pause for thought and the kind of takeaways that I'd give. Not that I'm anybody or not that I'm qualified to kind of give an opinion on this is. It's just a very much kind of like, you know, be conscious of the decisions that you're making and why and, and find your own way, you know, and don't let anyone kind of tell you that what you're doing is is wrong, although it is important to kind of listen to those people and, and find your own relationship and find your own hobby and, and make it work for you. And And if it's just simply not working now. Then sometimes you have got to be patient, and sometimes it, it it might work itself out, and sometimes you need to force it. But knowing the difference is kind of key. What would be, your you were kind of closing points on the things that we've kind of rambled through today?
0: Yeah, I think seasonal hobby, and again, it's something that I'm just like trying to formulate in my head. But that idea that yeah, in the summer months, or you know, life changing situation where a new baby arrives, you can forgive yourself just for saying okay, the, the only quote-unquote hobby and I'm doing is, is, you know, listening to podcasts or, you know, maybe read the odd book. But, um, you know, I'll return to painting and gaming in in the the dark winter months, you know, November, December, January. Um, I'm going to hit it pretty hard then. But in the summer, I'm going to make a priority of getting out and doing some more physical hobby-type activities. So I think there's a lot to be said for that. You know, I I think that um, do it every single day. That's, like you said at the start, that's great advice for some people. I don't necessarily think it's the only advice, though.
1: No, more are all different. I think we we are all different. If there's one thing, one bit of ground that I think I'm safe on is the fact, in my opinion, that we're all we're all very different. And what works for me won't work for you. It might be similar, but it will also be different. And and again, like holding yourself to someone else's account, you know, you, I don't I don't think that's positive in in any way. And and if you do find it to be positive, like you know, I really want to be like this particular painter um then then yeah do that but then also there's a difference between what someone's online persona and personality is and what the truth actually is you know and so yeah it's a it's a, it's a complex thing mate and I do hope you do find your hobby time and I do find you hope you find your equilibrium with things I'd, I wouldn't say that I'm at my equilibrium but on on a long enough timeline I'm, I'm satisfied with where I am right now there's times where I'd like to do more and uh, it's times where I'd like a little bit, you know, more time to do different things, but it's just how it is right now. And I think overall, I'm satisfied with what I'm able to do. And like I said, I'm playing, playing so many games, like I said, three to five games a week. So maybe I should just, you know, I need to reflect and think, wow, like I'm, I've never been played. I've never played so much as I've played recently, probably since lockdown, you know, since discovering tabletop simulator. And I always make sure that, one of the people that's playing the game on tabletop simulators it's it's like it's owned by them owned by me or owned by somebody else but that that honestly has been a big revelation and i'm interested to see where that goes in the future in terms of endorsements or lack of in terms of you know playing these games on tabletop simulator because that's a it's an area i think it's becoming more and more prominent moving forwards you know i think a lot of people play games on tabletop simulator that maybe don't own the game and that's wrong in my opinion and that's a whole other podcast in its own of its own I guess but yeah man it's it's interesting it's great if nothing else it's great to talk you know if if, if zero people take any value from the things that that we've talked about and they turned off after five minutes then it's a to, to be honest it doesn't matter I've I've taken I've taken something from it I've appreciated it
0: yeah no definitely um I know we've covered like vast <laughs> vastly different subjects <laughs> here but um, there is a common thread throughout it as well, and you know stuff like this is this this content isn't aimed at changing anyone's mind or making them decide a certain thing. It's only about getting you thinking about things in relation to your own unique circumstances. And at the end of the day, like you're saying, Dan, everyone figures out hopefully what works for them rather than trying to do what what works for somebody else. Mm, mm,
1: that's right. That's right. My dad would say, "Don't be a mug." You know, just don't be a mug. You know, if if watching the unboxings is what you love, subscribe to all the unboxing ch- uh, channels. But if it's not, then then don't. Just don't be a mug. Just just you know, think about what you're doing before you get into it, and be happy with the the choice that you've made, or be happy with the the river that you're getting washed along in. You know what I mean? Because it's great. It's great to be. You know, it's you know when something when when you get an announcement of something that's coming out for a game that you love, it's brilliant, isn't it? You know, when you're like, oh brilliant. Like, you know, I'm playing so much journeys in Middle Earth, I told you before. And there's an expansion coming out in October, I think. And I'm I'm on the hype train with that. Oh, brilliant. Can't wait. You know, what's what are gonna be the new characters? What's gonna be the new the new campaign, you know, because that's just what I'm into. Um, but I do have to temper that because I can't be into everything. I don't want to be into everything because you just simply can't you've got you've got to pick and choose those, choose those things and choose what you do and what you don't but anyway man absolute pleasure as always all the best with uh, your uh, father in duties yeah what's and- been what's been a, go on and Randall's off with the best thing what's been the best thing about being a being a daddy what's the what's the best experience that you've had so far
0: um i've been peed on shit on um we've actually
1: <laughs> <laughs> we've actually
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was labour. Um, we took her to, We took the wee girl to the swimming pool yesterday and she didn't hate it. In fact, she was so chilled out that she actually fell asleep in the pool. I was holding her, I should say. She wasn't just floating face down um, whilst, uh, whilst I sat at the bar with a pint. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I quite like the thought that we might be able to go to the pool um, going forward and just uh, yeah, get her out of the house and get her doing things, get her meeting people. Um, I'll get her playing football at some point. She'll be better than me. Not that that would be hard. So uh, yeah, ah, it's all it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's just the sleep deprivation. You know, I've had them. Um, I have had a few mornings, two, three in the morning, where I've taken her out in the buggy just to get my wife to to get a couple of hours sleep, which is well deserved. Round where so, round
1: where, um, li- where you live, people will be stealing the wheels if you buggy mate. You you come out and your buggy will be exactly. on bricks and with the wheels taken off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know it's it's dangerous, <laughs> but just hoping that the 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 kids uh, solid and could protect me. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all
1: right, mate. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for uh, thanks for organising this. Thanks for inviting us along.
0: Thanks very much to Dan, and thanks very much to you for listening to this episode. Please subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you use for such things. You'll find all the links you need over at the website bedroombattlefields.com slash podcast.